Hey, hey, on today's episode of the Korea Pax podcast, for it being my birthday, I'm going to share 22 lessons in 22 years. Hope you guys enjoy. And if you guys, you know, have been enjoying any of the recent episodes, make sure to follow us on Spotify, wherever you're listening, share with a friend and follow us on all socials at the Korea Pax podcast. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, hey, what's up, people? Welcome back to the Korea Pax podcast. My name is Neil Patel. I'm the host of this podcast. It is my birthday today. So it being my birthday, I thought I'd share 22 lessons that I've come by over the course of my life. There are clearly more than 22 lessons, but I just think it would have it made a nice little title. So let's talk about 22 of them. Lesson number one, the most fun you'll ever have is the internal validation you get of being yourself around everyone. What I mean by this lesson is everyone inherently in their own way is a little bit cringe. They have their own little weird antics and tendencies and things that they do that's just weird okay i have so many things that i do that are weird they may be weird to others they may not be weird to others but they are weird to me embrace your cringe whatever your cringe is embrace it in your heart when you know that you know what i don't care what anyone else thinks i am just going to be myself fully that internal validation of just being so comfortable with yourself amongst all your weirdness amongst all your goofiness i think is just the funniest thing ever and it's the coolest thing ever because you're you're just so okay with who you are so just embrace your cringe lesson number two assume you are dumber than everyone else assume you are dumber than everyone else now of course guys relax i don't intentionally mean to act dumb or act like you don't know anything because you do like if your boss is going to ask you to go get a task done at work don't act dumb like you don't know what you're doing get that thing done don't be oblivious don't be silly what i'm referring to with this lesson is when you're in conversations with new strangers family at an event at a social gathering just at a place where you're required to listen to people meet new people ask more questions be curious i think it'll lead to relationships and connections that you didn't think would have been possible Otherwise, if you just acted like or if you assumed that you knew everything about a person or a situation or a fact or a way of life, it probably is a surefire way to ruin not only that relationship, but how you get educated in your life. Get to know the other person, why they're saying the things that they're saying, what inspired them, what are their motivations, where do they want to go with X thing. At an inherent level, we know that we, you know, we're not dumb. We have knowledge. We have skills. We have things that we may know. However, I think that becomes a little bit of a, a flaw and something that can become concerning if we are flaunting that to others, letting our ego get in the way of the thing that we may be good at. It doesn't do anything. Assume you are dumber than everyone else. Lesson number three. The right time in your life to do anything, to take action on anything, it is always now. Waiting around and sitting around before you start something in your life is the epitome of your art becoming more and more less valuable the longer you wait. If you start today, if you start now, you will figure it out. The only difference that separates you from everything that you've ever wanted to be in your life is just doing it. The longer you wait, the longer it'll take. So just start. Put things out there. Start your new career, start your new hobby, start your new uh, book club that you wanted to join or the little knitting class that you want to take or the website or the blog that you've been waiting on. 
the right time is always now because as time goes by, as the seconds go by that you're listening, you are not getting any younger. Just start now. The right time is always fucking right now. Lesson number four, reflect often. Now, when I say reflect, I'm saying take time to think about your days, being grateful, practicing your gratitude, the things you are doing, the why behind the work that you do. Me personally, it keeps me in tune on whether or not what I'm doing is something I genuinely enjoy. I don't think that question is asked as often as it should be for a lot of us in 2023. Because at some point in your life, yes, you are going to be doing the thing that you may not like or that you don't like in order to just make ends meet. But the lesson that we can learn as early as we can in our life is if we're if we're just striving to focus on doing things that we genuinely enjoy, the things that we're obsessed with, things where time really doesn't matter until shit just gets done. It's something that we can sit and just do, and it is extremely gratifying. It brings a a sense of accomplishment, and you just love it, then just do more of that. And if you spend your entire life doing it, it'll be bound to work out in some way, shape, or form. I keep this journal. It's called the Good Reflection Journal. It's something that I try to do every day. I'm not very consistent with it. But every couple of days, if you know, I have a little bit of time before I hit the hay, what I'll do is I'll take this journal out and I'll draw out moments of my day that I just loved and that I had fun. And it was just a good interaction, whether it was, a, like I said, an, an interaction with a stranger, something my mom said, coffee in the morning, a cold shower, a podcast that I recorded. I would draw it out. I would write a little bit of context as to why it was so good. And then I'll just write the date. And then I, now I have a full page of a day in time where a bunch of good shit happened. I think there's a good reminder to look back on the good. It kind of makes me forget all the bad things that may have happened in the past. And it reduces my ability to like hold on to things and hold grudges to things if there is bad shit that happened in the past. But now I have a good reflection journal. I could just look at the good. They, they are things that'll either make me laugh, make me chuckle, and they're things that'll bring me a smile. So that's why I appreciate it. Lesson number five, stop talking all the time. Listening more will not only help you build, again, better fucking connections, notice key details, etc., but I think it'll make you seem more trustworthy as a human being. Knowing that people can just come to you and talk to you, rant to you, vent to you, and them knowing that you will make them feel heard, I think it is a skill that is worth considering or at least practicing. Good listeners are good leaders and good leaders i think are just good human beings what's the famous quote about this Uh, god gave us one mouth and two ears for a reason so you can't learn anything on a foundation on a foundational level you can't learn anything if you are talking listen more stop talking just like i'm going to stop talking about lesson five right now and move to lesson six Lesson number six, your life expands and shrinks in direct proportion to your willingness to assume risk. Now, this quote I heard by Casey Neistat, shout out to Casey Neistat. It is one of my favorite quotes on risk. Like I just said in lesson number three, the right time is always now. So whatever risk that you have been considering, just start, just do it. Your life will either expand with your ability to take risk, try new things, and do a lot of different shit. Or it'll shrink based on your inability to take risk and just stay in your box, stay in your comfort zone, stay in the thing that you 
already know. So I'm going to say it, you know, again, one quick time before I move on. Your life expands and shrinks in direct proportion to your willingness to assume risk. Take more of it often. Lesson number seven, the real resume of someone is a catalog of all of their sufferings. What I mean by this is you'll find out a lot more about a person based on their vulnerabilities, the things that they share and their sufferings and the things that they've gone through in their life, how they overcame those rather than them just telling you the things that they did or the things that they have accomplished per se. I've mentioned this multiple times, but you really don't know a person. You don't. As much as you think you know someone, you really don't fully know them. And the real suffering, the real resume is in a catalog of all the things that they went through from their childhood to elementary school to middle school to high school to college to their corporate life or their you know business life, anything. All the trials and tribulations during those periods of their life is what really made them the person that they are. And, you know, that the real resume, you know, when people apply to jobs, they just hand in their resume of all their accomplishments, the places that they've worked, the their education, all that. While it is important, me personally, a real resume is a catalog of the hard shit, the shit that had a, had adversity the down times, the hard times where someone was just like kicking you when you were down, you were down and out, you didn't know how to get the fuck back up, but you still got up, you did something about it, and now you're at a place where you're better than where you were before. Lesson number eight, big lesson. Do not set expectations or big expectations for your life. Rather, create a vision of what you want your life to look like in 5, 10, 20 years time and take the next right step towards doing that every single day. I think this whole um, short-term goals mentality, like the have this achieved in one year, I want to do all this in one year or in six months or in three months or in one month, or this is what my exact life is going to be in the next six months once I save X amount of money, do this, do this, do this. I personally think it is just a little bit more effective if we just build good habits, rely on those habits over a long period of time, and create a vision of what you want your life to look like in 10, 20 years time. Let me explain. The ABZ framework. Talked about it so many times. Where are you right now? Where do you want to be? Again, 10, 20 years time. And what is the next right step? So if you want to be someone who, and with the vision 10, 20 years from now, it's got to be specific. Like, where do you want to live? How many kids do you ha- do you want to have? What's your car that you drive? What's the view that you want to see out of your bedroom? Do you want a four-bedroom five baths you want a three-car garage just get very specific on what your life actually looks like you want to be traveling you want to be a stay-at-home mom or dad you want to go shopping during the weekdays whatever it is just get specific on that end goal where are you right now and what is your next step should you maybe spend more time on accumulating skills do you have to go back to school do you have to take care of your health a little bit better whatever the next right step is And I can't tell you what the next right step is. You know the next right step. There are so many free resources and ways to educate yourself on what the next right step may be for you. If it's a lack of options, that means you just don't know. And if you don't know, that means you just need a little bit more education and investing something in some more skills. Once you have the skills, you'll know what the next right step is. Your actions every day should be in alignment with that vision of 5, 10, 20 years. This is what I think. And if they aren't, reprioritize. Lesson number nine. Long-term patience paired with short-term urgency. What I mean by this is do things, act on them excessively, 
and very, very quickly. Ideas don't mean nothing without them being executed. And if you pair that with immediate short-term urgency to get shit done and execute on it, paired with this innate patience that is just like, dude, I can do this for five, 10 years and I will be okay. Like, I don't want anything quickly. Just like the whole delayed gratification. I think that is the, that is the deadliest combo. If, if, if I have the ability to execute on things quickly, if I have an idea to start taking steps towards it right away, even if it's not the complete, uh, it, it, even if it's not complete that same day, just taking action on it right away, writing it down, starting the draft or recording the first clip that is so important in the beginning and if you pair this with this unbelievable ability to just chill and do it a little bit every single day in five ten years time it'll be worth it it'll work out and the last thing that i'll say on this lesson is to play long-term games with long-term people do not partner with people do not talk to people do not even share ideas with people whose vision is aligned with short-term goals, short-term gratification. I don't think that is a surefire way for your thing, whatever you're doing to be successful. If you do want to share with others and work with others, do it with people who play long-term games, people who are willing to invest 10, 20 years time into their craft, whatever it is that they're doing. For example, with me in this podcast, if I you know, bring someone on. I want to make sure that whoever I'm bringing on has a vision to do the thing that they're doing for at least another decade or, or the rest of their life or 20, 10, 20 years, 25 years. Just someone who isn't trying to get something out of someone or others very quickly. I think that is the biggest turnoff. So again, long-term patience paired with short-term urgency or, you know, however you want to craft it. Lesson number 10, choose your friend's very, very wisely. I can't recommend this enough and I cannot emphasize this one enough because it'll shape your future in either the way you desire or in a way you hate. Like I just said about the vision in 10 years, what do your friends look like? Who do you want to be spending your time around? Do you want to be surrounded by random chads that you don't know much about, that don't excite you, that don't have anything interesting to tell you or are working on? If that answer is no, then find like-minded people. Find find the people who are actually in alignment with your vision, the thing that you want to pursue. Find friends in your niche or in your category of work. And aside from that, the people who you consider your close friends, the ones you let in on your inner, I guess, struggles, the things that you may have going on internally or at home, choose those people very wisely. Because being selective in that process, I don't think will serve you in an incorrect way. It hasn't for me. In the past, like, you know, I've had people in my life that I thought were worth, like, being in my selective group of friends. And I realized that that's just not the case. And as soon as I realized it, I just, you know, ghost, cold turkey, I'm not talking to you. Not in like a, in like a bad way. It's just like, hey, man, I wish you well. I hope you're doing really, really good with whatever you want to do. But this, I'm, I'm not focused on anything else except my career, what I'm doing, and just focusing with focusing on time with like-minded people. That's all I care about. Lesson number 11, groups search for consensus, individuals search for truth. Now, this one, I guess, again, a little bit controversial, but one that I firmly, firmly believe in. A group can never reach the truth at the same magnitude an individual can. If we're able to be a free thinker, ask ourselves our own questions, find our own research, our own supporting evidence, listen to people that actually 
understand things from both sides, not people that are trying to fabricate things, manipulate words, articles, whatever. Make meaning of your own things. And if there isn't any meaning, and if you don't know, then it's okay to say you don't know. Groups search for general agreement and consensus. Individuals search for their own truth. I believe what I believe because of X reason. I don't fall into any bucket or anything that I don't want to subscribe to if I don't understand it. This can range true for political parties, economics, stocks, certain beliefs around social issues, this, that, and the other. Anything. Whatever opinion I have, I want it to come from my own research. And if I just say I don't know or if I haven't done digging into it or I don't have enough research to give you a good answer, then I'm sorry. If, if, if people don't like that answer, then I am sorry. I am sorry. All the things that I share with you every single day, they are just accumulations of things that I've learned. And I put those together with a story or an experience in my life that's taught me why that lesson is important, worth understanding. And I share that every day. And by the way, since it is my you know birthday, I might as well just share this. That might be my next tattoo. Group search for consensus. Individuals search for truth. I love that saying. I heard it, I think, a couple weeks ago, like three, four weeks ago. I've fallen in love with it. I really do like the entire meaning behind it. Be a free thinker. Read often. Ask a lot of questions. Question everything. And one, one last time, make your own meaning of things. Your own meaning not what someone else says. All right, y'all, I'm going to kind of, you know, wrap it here. That was 11 lessons. I feel like if I do all 22 in one day, this will be going on for like another, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. So here's my first 11. I'll do a two-part series. This is part one, and then part two I will drop tomorrow. So yeah, hope you guys enjoy this. These are the first 11 lessons that I've learned in my life thus far. There are 22 of them. For the sake of the podcast, there are, you know, a ton more that I can think of or that I've probably written down somewhere that I just can't, you know, remember right now. So, yeah, part two will drop tomorrow. Again, if you guys wish me happy birthday, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. Hope you guys have an amazing day. And like I always say, take care, tell someone that you love them, and go do something nice for someone today because they genuinely deserve it. Thank you guys so much. I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace.